0: Welcome to Three Films in a Podcast, the show where Destiny brought together three friends to enhance each other's cinematic journey by watching three new movies in a series of themed rounds. There is no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode, as all film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! Hello everybody and welcome back to Three Films and a Podcast. My name is Ben Lawhorn, and as always, I'm joined by Tyler Beck.
1: One more step, and it's the farthest we'll have ever gone in this huh. podcast. I don't know. I was trying to think how I can make that be cool, but
0: you nailed it. Did I? Yeah. yeah That's I that was cool. perfect. I yeah. appreciate that. Uh, and as always, you either. the Weiler.
2: Navarie. Which yeah. means. Means hello. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, nice.
2: I was hoping mm. I called your bluff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, it doesn't mean hello. Someone will correct me on here. How about you tell me what it means?
0: There you go. There I'd like go. that very much. Yes. Tell us how to say, like, "Live Tyler is hot in Empire Records. Mm. Elvish. It's, it's going to be amazing. How about just "Live Tyler is hot, period? <laughs> period. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're both with me. I'm
1: glad to be
2: here. I'm very happy to be, be here. Be fun.
0: Um, yeah, for those new to the show, Welcome to the movie club for those of you returning welcome back to the movie club we're happy to have everybody here uh you can find us everywhere at three films pod on any of the socials Um, or if you're interested in like merch or supporting the pod somehow you can go to threefilmspod.com we have everything there along with links to everything so everything go check it out uh we did have a guest that was with us earlier but they did bravely sacrifice themselves fighting the Balrogs. So yeah. we've just got to continue on ourselves. Yeah.
1: Someone has to do
2: it. Fire whip. Yeah, the whole thing.
0: That was that was a gnarly scene that caught me off guard actually. Oh, you didn't remember that? No, I don't. I don't remember anything that. I, what I realized is that I don't remember anything about these movies that isn't a meme. Like, oh, okay, this movie yeah, yeah. has been So memed that it's just like, like I'll tell like. My girlfriend and I would tell our dog, like, all right, then keep your secrets. Right. You know, because we'll just, like... but you, no so idea you might where it came say from. that it yeah.
2: memes nothing to you. hundred <laughs> percent. You is. might say
0: that. So <laughs> I know we're
1: doing a different Rushmore, but I feel like at some point we need to do, like, the Rushmore of meme mm. movies. Ooh, and I think this is a great one. There's so many good ones, like the Confused Gandalf yeah. thing, the Keep Your Secrets thing. Or the One Does Not Simply theme, like... yeah. There's so many from this movie specifically, not just the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot from there. But anyways, yeah,
0: it's crazy because we just came from the Matrix trilogy. Yeah, that's a pretty memed yeah. trilogy as well. But Very this memorable. one was just like hit after hit. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's every scene yeah, is like mean, yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting.
1: Every scene seen a meme. Another new name of
0: the a podcast. Meme. <laughs> 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 we're a little We're doing have a meme.
1: <laughs> That's right, not a terrible idea. We should try to figure out how to do that at some point.
0: Yeah, not at all. Um, That's why we keep them around. It's full yeah, of ideas. The idea man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this week we are beginning a new quest. We just wrapped up the Matrix as we talked about uh, this whole summer. We're basically going to be covering three trilogies. Um, so. We're doing the No, we just did the Matrix. Right. Next, we're going to be doing. I feel like there's, you know, it's either the Dollars trilogy or The Man with No Name. It's the Clint Eastwood one, the Spaghetti Westerns, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Is it
1: like an official trilogy? Do the movies connect? I mean, I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah, I
0: think Clint connects. So I think it's kind of like. It's a, the same
1: character in different
0: yeah yeah okay yeah. so I think it's him but
1: it's like a Tom Clancy kind of thing yeah yeah like. <laughs> I think so I think it's kind Cause like of one this. character in like a bunch of different scenarios yeah okay, cool
0: or you know I mean it'll also connect with kind of the Yojimbo thing right it's like mm. I don't think Senjuro was like an official sequel but like it was the same character so it was yeah okay yeah so we're gonna talk about that but yeah right now we're talking about arguably the most successful trilogy just, like, the three movies. Yeah. I think it might be. Like, I know Star Wars branched off into bigger stuff, whatever, but... definitely, definitely will celebrate it. Yeah. Because it made it out. Yeah,
1: one won a ton compared yeah. to any other trilogy. Yeah, critically speaking, I think it's the most successful. Like, I think the original three Star Wars are probably the most popular yeah. trilogy, but it's hard to say.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like, it's, you know, we don't want to talk about The Hobbit, but, you know, there's...
1: I've still never seen it. I
0: haven't mean either. Any
1: of them. We'll oh, that could be a fun. We'll cover it.
0: Yeah. That could be a fun. Is that a trilogy do? too? It is. All right. Maybe next summer. Stay next tuned. Next trilogy. It's a long time. Hold long to us life. to it. Indiana Wolverine's. Jones, The Hobbit, <laughs> and whatever Matt Biggs. Godfather. Um, there we go. We I did like it. it. Locked Stay in. tuned. You guys heard it here. We're locked <laughs> in. See you next year. Um, yeah, but this one is kind of a stretch for what we are intending to do on the podcast. So just watch new stuff. But it also kind of fits because, like, I've seen these before in theaters, but obviously, like I just said, I didn't remember anything about these movies really. Like, yeah. you guys in past episodes would talk about stuff. I was like, I felt like Kel and Good Burger. It's like, I know some of these yeah, words. Absolutely. You know? it's like,
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. Like, there was a lot of stuff that I got mixed up. Like, I was like, oh, that happens in this movie. And we'll talk mm. about some of those things later. But, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that happens in this movie and across this whole trilogy. So, I mean, it's easy to – I guess it's forgivable mm. to have forgotten Some of all the things that happen. There's a lot. I
0: I forgive you. I appreciate (laughs) it. I
1: have a feeling our viewers
2: are
0: going to be less forgiving. (laughs) That's what I'm afraid of. But send all hate mail to Matt. Look, that's the whole uh,
1: point of this podcast is that we either stuff that we've forgotten about or we've never seen. So like
0: you save it. Just kidding.
1: We love to hear it. The intern needs something to do. Give us some hate mail. Let us
0: know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we did the trilogies earlier in season one. And that was. Fun and a nightmare because we did all three movies in yeah, one episode. <laughs> so that was like, Fun. I'm a, I'm glad that's what it's branched off into, like this and again, like the before trilogy and Apu. Like I think those remain some of our favorites. And Blade is just like Blade. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. Glad we did it. Yeah, glad we did it. <laughs> totally. <know>? Yeah. I <laughs> and God,
1: like I I mean I'll probably watch Blade before I watch the Apu trilogy again. Oh yeah, 100%. I love the Apu it's trilogy. Vampire. It's one of our yeah. favorite things we've ever seen. But like. I mean, Blade is inarguably more fun.
0: <laughs> Ice skating uphill, you know. Always trying to do it. But, uh, yeah, so this time, though, we're breaking each movie into its own episode to cover the whole summer. So, yeah, let's get into this week's episode. Again, like, I've done the intro, but why not sure. second intro, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I
1: don't think they know about second intro. Oh,
0: no, it's, it's very important here. Uh, so, yeah, we're into the first film of this groundbreaking trilogy starring, and I've just like cut down the people to the ones that yeah. I feel like most important, but there's also like so many more, but Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Sean Bean, Orlando Bloom, Sean Astin, uh, Andy Circus, Viggo Morgenstein as they say in Hallway Sunny <laughs> in Philadelphia. Without my Mario, what am I? I'm just like some weird Italian plumber. I look like an asshole. What is
1: that? What What even is that? I'm that character from Lord of the Rings, Viggo Morgenstein. Okay, that is not the character's name. That's the actor's name. And you're not even getting that right. You're totally, totally
0: boning me here, bro. Uh, Liv Tyler and so many more. Um, As you mentioned, Matt, very celebrated. It got 13 Academy Award nominations. It wow. won four of them, uh, which I don't have pulled up. But, you know, whatever. It's like, that's pretty good success right there. So, yeah, we're doing Peter Jackson's 2001 Masterpiece, The Fellowship of the Ring. I'm excited. I'm glad that we watched it. Um, me too, man. I felt a little weird picking it because i'm like i know i've seen it and it kind of goes against what we do but i'm just like i need to rewatch it because i haven't seen it forever so yeah. uh tyler do you want to like, kick us off with your thoughts
1: totally man well i was so stoked that you picked it for a lot of different reasons i mean I, i've i've said many times on this podcast how much i love this trilogy yeah i can't I have a hard time deciding like which one is my favorite probably two towers but upon rewatch. This time I was like, man, Fellowship is so good. Yeah. It's like it's a pretty perfect movie in a lot of ways. I remember when I first saw it in theaters, um, and I didn't sneak into it. I actually paid for it this time. Nice. I don't know <laughs> um I saw it on <laughs> opening day, and I remember hearing some people complaining, like some real like Tolkien heads, you know, mm-hmm. were complaining about how they like shoehorned in a love story and to be honest, I don't know enough about the books to know if that's true or not, Yeah, uh, but they were super bummed out about it. But I mean, I thought that I thought this then and I think it now, like, who cares? Like this movie is so You're probably good. bummed to see a woman on the screen for more than one minute. Maybe. I don't know. Like for a dollar, name a woman,
0: name a woman. Yeah. Um.
1: I read The Hobbit and I think I read parts of The Lord of the Rings when I was a kid Um, And I didn't remember anything other than like, oh, hobbits and goblins and whatever. Uh, Yeah. And I saw like the cartoon, the hobbit, you know, the animated movie. Um, And so I don't know. I think this movie is pretty much perfect. Um, And it's one of my favorites of all time. And I try to not rewatch it too often because every time I watch it, I feel like I'm like setting off on the adventure with the fellowship. Right. Like. That line, like, one more step, and this is the farthest I've ever been from the show. I get genuinely excited every time that scene hits. I'm like, fuck, well, yes, we're going to the Prancing <laughs> Pony. We're going to find Strider, and then we're off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get so excited. and I genuinely feel, like, this sense of adventure and, like, exploration and wonder. And it just makes me so happy every time. And I don't want that to ever fade. Mm-hmm. So I try not to watch it very often. And so when you picked it for the podcast, I was like, that's a perfect excuse to rewatch it. I'm so excited. I was so hyped, and I just... I don't know. I, don't, I could go on and on and ramble forever. Lord knows I could, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I just couldn't be happier to be talking about it here with the two of you. I could be happy
2: to be here with the two of you guys.
1: Yeah. Talking about this film as well.
2: Same. So I think that's a, it's a shared feeling for all of us. Yeah. I'm choking up just saying that. <laughs> um, no, one of the things that I loved about this movie rewatching it is that score yeah it's just man i i mean i i feel like it, it's just so it feels like home and mm-hmm. it feels like a, it feels like a new adventure like you said like there's that scene where sam is like one step further and if i take one more step it'll be the farthest away from home i've ever been come on sam But the music along with it—it's like, totally. oh man, yeah, I can't wait to like spend the next you know three hours. And that, yeah, that's the other thing is I know, yeah, we've seen this movie before, but I don't know if I've seen all three of the extended cuts. Mm. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. See,
2: I always watch the extended cuts. Nerd! I think I watched the first two extended cuts when they first came out, you know, however long ago. And I don't think I've watched them since. Yeah. I've seen the theatrical versions several times. Mm-hmm. But now we just live in a world where like every studio is shoving three-hour movies down our throats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why aren't we always watching the extended cut? So it's a good right. excuse to finally get around to the extended cut. I feel like, yes, this is a celebrated movie, but it's also... And I don't think this is a hot take. I think this is a a, a feeling a lot of people have. This has got to be the best adapted movie from a book oh, where... Not according to Tolkien heads... where many people feel like the movies are better than the books. Now I know Lord of the Rings is a beloved book series and I love them as well. Um, But the movie, I feel like this is one of those examples where Peter Jackson's vision and direction rivaled what you're getting on the page. I don't
1: even, yeah, it's like whether or not it uh, rivals it. I think it's like, I mean, if you were to describe what the Shire looks like, Peter Jackson put it on screen. Yeah. If you were to describe what Mordor looks like, and I mean, someone did literally describe it. Ever heard of them? J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, But like, you know, when you read what these things look like and what these places are supposed to be and what these characters look like, to me, what we see on screen is just absolutely perfect. It's like exactly one of those rare times when what you're picturing in your head is yeah. what you get on screen yeah and i feel like it
2: that's like a mostly universal feeling i feel like most people feel that way i haven't really met anyone who doesn't like these movies yeah uh, i haven't met anyone who like loves the books and hates the movies but uh i do feel like the extended version if you're just a movie person maybe the theatrical cut is the better cut
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, If you're like, if you really like the books or you just like Middle Earth and you like, you know, that whole world, the Extended Cut's the way to go because it does have like those longer, you know, cuts. Um, I love every time it's a like a wide shot with you just see the little party
1: and like Gandalf. I love it, dude. Every single time I'm like, put that on my wall. I know. Alex would kill me. (laughs) (laughs) My whole house would just be covered with with screenshots from Lord of the Rings. And then
2: that combined with the score is just like, man, it's just so good. But, yeah, I felt like I felt the time a
1: little bit, but I enjoyed it because I just enjoyed being in that world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like I like I said, I always watch the extended cuts. For me, it's part of, like, my personal journey I get to take every time I rewind. Like, hell yeah, dude, we're locking in four hours at a time. Let's mm-hmm. do this. But, yeah, you do feel it. I took a lot of breaks uh, because, you know, life yeah. happens, and I, you it's, it's hard to sit down for four hours and do anything Seriously. without an interruption. But um, I – I'm so excited to hear your thoughts and your experiences and everything.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I broke it up into two sittings and I thought I cut it in half, but then all of a sudden the credits start rolling. There's still half an hour left on the oh. runtime. It's was like, there's 27 minutes of credits. Like, holy shit, there's so much going on in this movie. I'm like, oh, okay. So like, okay, it's like you know, whatever it was like an hour and 50 minutes left. And then, you know, fredo says this thing and cuts it black It's like wait what i still had yeah. like half an hour um but i i loved it like i think from the limited research i did peter jackson prefers the theatrical cuts hmm. um hmm. and i kind of wanted to look up what the difference was and apparently at least in this movie it's a lot of stuff that sets up you know things in the two towers and return of the king hmm. um like uh aragon like singing or whatever and Galadriel like giving the weapons I guess uh, I don't know um, if you see that in the theatrical uh, okay. thing. Um the gifts. But yeah, the, the gifts. Um, yeah, like... Most of which I guess happen to be weapons, but yeah. You, you would know, have to,
1: gifts. because then how would you know why Frodo has the mithril and why Sam has the rope in the in the Return of the King? Like, Yeah. They would have had... I, don't, I can't imagine they don't show that in the theatrical cut, but I mean, I, I mean, It may just
0: be like the extended, like, oh, the like ceremony gifts. of it. You know, okay. that kind of a thing got extended out. But I, I enjoyed it, and I felt like obviously it was like three and a half hours long but for me none of it lagged you know what i mean like even after this first one i was like this was fucking amazing how are these gonna get better you know because i think overall it's kind of improved you know for the most i mean return of the king one for best picture i think it kind of was like a for the whole project right just giving you so yeah
1: like a uh not just not like a project achievement award not a life yeah yeah. Of, like, MVP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so i'm excited to see where these go because this one i it was just like so wrapped up and i'm like oh this is awesome what happens next? Yeah. you know and to be able to do that but like i don't know like we watched the Zack snyder cut and it was like I'm glad he got to make it. I just feel like there was a lot of stuff that didn't but need like to be why? here. But like, Yeah. For this, I was just like, yeah. He, in my opinion, utilized every minute, even in the extended cuts. Like, I was just, mm. I thought at some point I'd be like, oh man, I'm going to need to turn this off. Just do for you a break. think?
1: But. Oh, I think. Do you? Th- I think. I wonder if you agree. If a part of the reason that it's so much more fun to watch this entire cut, like. I feel like I could watch another two hours of just this movie, right? Yeah, and I think it's just because of the attention to detail and the amount of work they put into like build these sets practically. Mm-hmm. Because before I saw the movie ever for the first time, the only thing I knew about it was I saw like some special on ET, like ch- flipping through the channels, like oh, okay. Peter Jackson's new epic Lord of the Rings. I'm like, what? They're making a Lord of the Rings movie, and then it was literally in the theaters like the next week. And they were showing all the work they went into to, like, make all these sets and do everything as practically as they could. And I wonder if that's why it's so much more, like, appealing to sit and watch. Because, it. I mean, it feels real. It feels like a Mm -hmm. real adventure. It doesn't feel... I don't have any problem with CGI when it's done right and it's effective and whatever. Like, we got to have it. Uh, And even some of the CGI in here, which doesn't hold up, I'm okay with just because I understand the limitations and that it needed to be there, but like they didn't lean on it. They went so hard on making sure everything was practical and everyone the makeup and the the hobbit feet and all that stuff was real. And I just wonder if that's the, why it's easier to sit with because it feels real. It feels like you're actually going through this with these characters.
0: Yeah. I kind of like for this one, obviously I don't remember the next two movies, but it's given me like the Chris Columbus Harry Potters, like, yeah. the first two, where I'm like, okay, this is like, here's Diagon Alley, like let's show you kind of the lighthearted stuff, and yeah, you know, so here's the Shy or here's all this kind of whatever. We still get some like dark places and some you know intense scenes, but it did feel like a good setup, just like okay, yeah, I want to spend time here, like this is yeah. a cool place yeah. to be. And then you know, as the Harry Potters go on, they get darker, which I am assuming is going to happen here. But um, yeah, I know it was kind of cool to like spend time with them. I think that's also some of the extended stuff is like Sam with like that girl that he like likes or whatever. Oh, uh, um, okay. I think I said in the theatrical cut, we don't really spend time on that. But then the last movie, there's like together, and so this one kind of like builds up at least a little gotcha. bit to be like, yeah, see, so he liked her early on. So I don't know. I thought it was cool. Um, there's definitely again like all the memes what made me the leo meme i was just like oh yeah. i know that is. <laughs> that's, know, that's, like, yeah that's what that I just is. it's cool that over and over there's uh,
1: so like yeah there's the the end my ex meme there's yeah. there's so many in this movie it's there's incredible there's so much stuff
0: um and the one thing i think that really got me i was like how did i not realize that's what it was about I guess I didn't realize that My Precious was the ring. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that all those are referencing. It's like, yeah. I never knew really what he was talking about. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's just like a creepy thing to say. But yeah. then, oh, then like, they do the story at the beginning, I guess, to kind of explain it all. Which, you know, recently seeing Love and Thunder. It's like, I think they did a, this did a really good job of like, cool, let's catch you up. Here's what's going on. Here's how the ring was forged. Whatever. Here we go. And I'm
1: so stoked about that specifically. Because watching it this time, we see that, like, wide shot of this like sweeping battle and all this crazy shit happening i'm like i want to see that movie yeah and i'm pretty sure that's what we're getting out of the amazon series
0: should be rad i'm
1: pretty sure we're getting that whole story leading up to the fall of sauron and so if we get to see like that battle realized Mm -hmm. i'm very excited i'm still excited regardless because i do think it's going to be better than what we got from the hobbit again haven't seen it but i haven't heard many great things about it and i hope that's the case i really want to see all that
2: I liked The Hobbit. You did. We'll save it for another time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I remember not liking it at first, but then I like watched the trilogy,
1: and it was just it was just fun. I I just just, once expectations are down, you can enjoy something a lot more. I think for me, I just love this world, and I love the dwarves, and I know there's a lot more of the dwarves. I feel like you'll like The Hobbit. Okay, cool. I've always wanted to see it. I just never got around to
0: it. Like I, it hasn't fallen into this category because I haven't seen the first ones, but. It sounds like the Edgar Wright thing, because I think Guillermo del Toro was supposed to do The Hobbit, and he which dropped out. Which I was out. so stoked for. Yeah, and just, like, the sound of that, like, that Hobbit, I feel like I definitely would have gotten to see, yeah. like, Hilly. yeah, like, I want to see what he does with this, you know? And then, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, that didn't work out, and Peter Jackson took it back, which sounds weird to say, you know, he's, like, it's kind of, like, his thing, but mm-hmm. I just think even Peter Jackson wanted someone else's eyes on it. Yeah. And it would have been cool to see that. When it's,
2: like, it probably should have been one movie, and it's a trilogy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but similar to these, it's like, if you like the world enough, then you're happy to spend the time there. Right. And you're happy to have these like added in, he, he added in some like Tolkien notes, like oh, story yeah. notes. and that to me though, is was cool. Um, but you can, you can tell like there's seams in the story where it's like, oh, maybe this should have ended right
1: here. Mm. Yeah. Know? That makes sense. The biggest complaint that I've heard, I remember when they were filming it is they chose to film it at like 48 frames per second or something like oh. that. So it has like a very soap opera feel. Like it doesn't have that oh, yeah. like dreamy, like motion blurring quality that every movie has. Um, and that was like the biggest complaint that I heard. Um, it was it, people it was like, you can just tell everything. They did a lot of practical stuff. They built a lot of sets, but everything just looks fake. Yeah. It looks like a soap opera. Which yeah. was the biggest I complaint I heard. And again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know.
0: Well, stay tuned next summer. Hey, um, <laughs> the other thing that, about this is like, like you mentioned how practical it is and just some of the stuff they did, like when uh, Gandalf and Frodo are like in the cart together. Yeah. But like they shot that with the force perspective that the was like three feet behind him. Yeah. You was know, like the way so they cool. shot that. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And like, I, you know, going to school for a film and I took a sound class and honestly, like we watched every behind the scenes, special effects of how Lord of the Rings made all the sounds. Oh. It was just like mind blowing. Just like, you know, like whatever the big battle is at the end and just like how many different levels of audio. There's like whatever, like 70-something tracks of audio <laughs> and you have to create it all because it's like pretty much all either CGI or has to be foleyed. And they would just like show it to us like, okay, hey, here it is with just the arrows. Like here it is with just the swords, you know? And then yeah, I, it was just like, That's it's a- mind-blowing. Wow. But it makes sense why you know, it was nominated for 13 Oscars and, right. you know, ended up winning so much stuff. So I don't know, I'm excited to like move on to you know, the next two movies and just, I guess, have recently seen the trilogy for the first time in a long time. I'm
1: so excited that you get to like have this experience because I mean, I, I space them out far enough that I, I think I mentioned earlier that I kind of forget like where things happened in which movie. And even that's like, even certain things that happen, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot that happened. So like I kind of get that experience in miniature every time I do it, but like you're going in about as fresh as you can get it because that was what twenty years ago yeah. that you saw
0: these things yeah. for the first time? Two thousand one, right? Was, yeah, I know I saw it in the theaters, but that was just like after that. And I bought it when it came out. Like I gave them the Blu-rays forever. Yeah. You know, it's like back when that box was like a hundred dollars. That cool box. I'm like I got just feels like yeah,
1: it. it feels like something you have. to If you collect DVDs or whatever, like you have to have these yeah. in your
0: collection. Exactly. You have to have to.
2: <laughs> one thing I didn't want to comment on was I loved watching this, and like I've already commented on the score. The score is amazing. I love how earnestly they give these performances. Like, yeah, I remember how close knit this cast got um, while oh, yeah. filming this and like how big of a deal at least it was to them. Like before it like exploded and got big, but like they're putting it all into these roles. And like, yeah, I don't know anyone who could do the role that Elijah Wood gives us in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like plays Frodo the way he's playing Frodo. Right. And it's crazy to me to think that they're, they're delivering some of these lines and the music complements it so well. Like, I can't even imagine them doing it without
0: the music. Right. It's crazy that, like, they shot these all back to back to back. Like, they spent 16 months straight just shooting yeah. it. Whereas now it would be like, let's do the first one. Let's see what the reception is yes, like. Yeah, It's like, no, we're going to do it all at once. And that's like an even elevated version of, again, we talked about The Matrix, like I brought up with Morpheus. And all those guys were just, like, they had to buy in from the beginning because that's a weird totally. fucking story, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, like, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's, like, I don't know, it's, like, on you know, The Matrix. I mean, like, if he's if he's half-assing it, you're not going to buy into it. And right. it felt the same here, where it's just, like, there's a split second of, like, man, Elijah Wood, like, looks kind of funny. But he's, he's into it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And then after that, it's like, no, I'm into it, like sean astin was awesome you know just like so like you said earnest i think that's the perfect word for it. well yeah
1: and like the commit like in the same way uh lawrence fishburne had to really go for it with morpheus and really commit like like you you're speaking elvish right you're speaking yeah. a made-up language like liv tyler is like gorgeous and ethereal and whatever and like but like she's speaking Elvish. She's, it's like it's the same thing with like, you know, you're, when in Star Trek speaking Klingon or whatever. It's yeah, just like yeah. you really have to yeah. commit and you have to like believe you have to believe you're an elf speaking Elvish. And like, right. And, they, and, they do and he's
2: it. like seeing this like Elvish romance him. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. It's like you buy it. But and, they're all and, in. And Elrond is like I mean Hugo Weaving's the absolute shit. But it's like he's an elf speaking Elvish to a bunch of dwarves and like. But you buy it. I, I, I mean, I do. He hates me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he hates so, so bad. <laughs> no, that makes me think of. Do you guys ever watch um, extras that Ricky Gervais? No, made?
1: I've seen uh, a few episodes, but I never
0: watched it. Watched yeah. it. Mm-hmm. There's one. I mean, I'll play the clip. But he's like auditioning for a play that was written by Ian McKellen. You know, mm. and just like the whole bit, like he's just like, oh, you won't be able to have the script on stage with you. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais, like, yeah, no, I get. It. He's like, no, you have to memorize all the words, like. I'm not a wizard. I had to pretend to be a wizard. You know, I was just like explaining <laughs> acting. And everyone's like, yeah, no, we understand that. <laughs> it's just so funny. But like, that's genuinely what it is. It's this dude right. who's like, I mean, about to play Magneto. I guess he hadn't at that point, right? Like, when did X Men come out? Was I like was 2000- trying to,
1: I was actually thinking about this. Right? Yeah.
0: So you like, in between playing Magneto, he goes and plays Gandalf. It's yeah. fucking crazy. But. What a legend. How do I act so well? What I do is I pretend to be the person I'm portraying in the film or play. Yeah. You're confused. No. definitely simple. Uh, case in point, Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson comes from New Zealand says to me, Sir Ian, I want you to be Gandalf the wizard. And I say to him, you are aware that I am not really a wizard. Yeah, it was so good. Everyone was bought in. Um, one last note about the music is... Uh, sometimes, you know, we'll just, like, be doing puzzles or something in our house, and, like, on YouTube, they have, like, you can be in the, you know, whatever, Gryffindor common room, which is like playing Harry Potter music. Mm-hmm. And we've done Lord of the Rings music. And so then I'm watching this and I'm like, I know the song. That's <laughs> <laughs> I like, I recognize this. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> I totally get this. So uh, that's been like the closest tie I've had to Lord awesome. of the Rings in the last 20 years. Well, oh, that's great. Um, yeah, as we've covered, it's been a while since I've seen it. I didn't remember it. I think you guys talking about it was my elevator pitch. I'm like, I need to see this because you guys like, were super stoked on it. Yeah. But for someone else who's in my shoes that hasn't seen it, I think it'd be interesting to talk about what you would show them as your elevator pitch to get them to buy into this maybe before the Amazon thing comes out. Uh, so, Tyler, what would your elevator pitch be? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
1: I've Again, I've, I've mentioned this scene time and time again. It's my own personal outlet, my own personal answer to my clubhouse question, what can I experience for the first time? um and my answer to this is always and forever going to be Arwen casting a spell and turning the river into horses and wiping out the raids. I think I mean obviously I'm picking that because it's like so personal to me. Like yeah. e- even still yeah. watching it I'm like fuck. Yes, yeah, like the shot of her in the in the water and the rays on the on the shore mm-hmm. and the you know the wide shot of the landscape and everything like put that on a t-shirt, put that on my wall like yeah. I don't have any have any tattoos or really any desire, but like I would consider that. Like, I just love it so much. For it's sure. so cool. And it was so unexpected in the moment. And even still, it looks awesome. Like it's obviously CGI. They didn't do that practically, but it still holds up. It still looks awesome. And it's such a like a really cool, powerful way for her to win. Right? Like those yeah. waves are obviously stronger than her. Uh, she is a very fast rider, but you know, and she can enchant her horse to, to her advantage right like mm-hmm. but like it's just such a cool way for her to win and yeah. I think like if you're trying to talk someone into watching this movie, it's like it shows like Peter Jackson can make can really mm-hmm. shoot tension into his scenes yeah. like there's a lot of like horror elements in in some of the, mm-hmm. in a lot of the scenes here like he he really knows how to like create tension and horror and I mean, all the emotions, really. But Mm. it's a perfect way to show, like, this movie has action, it has fantasy, it has sci-fi, it has a little bit of, like, really cool-looking scary characters and really cool-looking not-scary characters. And it's just, like, this is, to me, it's everything about The Lord of the Rings without showing you anything about The Lord of the Rings, right? Like, you see Frodo, you see Arwen, and, like, it's not a main, you know, I don't like to do spoilers for my elevator pitch, but it's, like, this is everything that you're going to get in Lord of the Rings. Like it's just, it looks fucking awesome. It's really cool. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. One of my favorite movie moments of all time.
0: I think it's like, I really enjoyed that scene because that's something in the past two years, whatever, doing this pod that I've like, I pulled up that scene. Cause you've talked about it. Yeah. And I guess outside of the memes, like that's one of the few things I'm like, oh, okay, that's like, you gave me the context for it. Yeah. I didn't really understand. Like, I don't know, obviously like running from people, but so that was pretty cool to see. And I'm excited that, for that in the next couple of movies, too, because I know there's been some other scenes. Like, I know there's some point where someone comes back and everyone's stoked through the middle of a fight. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm oh, excited yeah. to see that again. I don't know what that is. Well, but I'm excited for you
1: to cool, see that, so. too. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, like, no. I just love because those raids are so scary and obviously so powerful. Like, everyone in Middle Earth is afraid of these raids. And Arwen, I mean, she says straight up, like, I'm not afraid of these guys. Yeah. And you believe it, right? Like yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's not. Like she's awesome. She's a badass. And the way that she defeats them is just like, I don't know. It's so cool. There was, you know, she didn't need the strength. All she needed was the wisdom. She knew where she was at. She had the home court advantage. Yeah. She knew exactly what she needed to do and what she could do. And she's like, okay, I got you now. I'm gonna whisper some Elvish <laughs> into the wind. And make some horses come down the river, you know? Like, that was
0: kind of her pitch, right? She's like, I'm the fastest one. Yeah. yeah I'm not afraid of them. So let me take right. Florida, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's cool.
1: This like tiny little beautiful woman, you know, on her little horse, yeah. <laughs> like taking on the reins and just wiping them out. It's just so badass. It's so cool. That's rad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'd, I feel like each time I watch this movie, I could probably come away with a different elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, there's just so many great scenes in this one. The one that, that stuck with me this time, There's not a lot of people I know that haven't seen these movies, um, but I happen to live with three that haven't. And so they've kind of gone through the Stranger Things Mm. um, series, which is remixing some elements from tabletop fantasy, which was heavily inspired by the Tolkien epic fantasy novels. I don't know when tabletop. RPGs started so so, someone in (laughs) the comments can, yeah, please let us know. But, um, anyway, tabletop RPGs borrow a lot uh, from Tolkien uh lore and uh, they they use a lot of the same like parties, different roles, all that magic. And Stranger Things is kind of a remix of that. They're they've got three characters doing this thing over here, three characters doing this thing over here, they all have you know their strengths, all that. It's been a lot of fun watching with the kids. That's awesome. Um, so I feel like for this scene, if I were to try to get my, my kids to watch it with me, the elevator pitch would be the scene at the Prancing Pony, which yes. I already looked.
1: Any I fantasy love style, the prancing scene. pony. Prancing pony is the bomb dude. I want to hang out there so. Bad. <laughs> I want to go be surprised by the size of their pints and all that. Like that place looks so cool. Yeah. I want to hang out there so bad. <laughs> so freaking love that place. And
2: I would do. I would do a longer. This would be a long-winded scene because I would show the scene from when uh, Frodo overhears Pippin kind of being a loudmouth about what they're yeah. doing. Up until the point where the wraiths are in the village and stabbing the beds. Yeah, good call. So I'd go from there to there, because then you see you see Frodo disappear. Yeah. Um, you see a little bit of the tension of like uh, Strider like wisping them away and the hobbits all like attacking him. Yeah. yeah. And you get some explanations there. Um, uh, but that scene is just like super cool. And when I think of like fantasy and what makes it great, like that scene has
1: all of it in it. Totally. And I like that scene for the characters, too, because for every single one of the characters that we're with at that point, you know, all the hobbits, that's the farthest away they've ever been from home. And it's like they think that they think that the, the beer comes in pints is the coolest thing they're going to see. And yeah. it's like these guys have no idea. Like, this world is so much bigger than these pints. And yeah. like, I get it. Trust me, if I if I thought beer could only come in this size and all of a sudden it's, yeah,
0: yeah. you know,
1: whatever. Yeah, I just think it's really a really cool moment for the characters because they think, like, this is, a, this is the adventure. We're having an adventure. It's like, oh, you sweet summer children. <laughs> yeah, you have exactly. no idea. <laughs>
0: it's really cool. That was one of the interesting things, too, on this rewatch. It's really just kind of a first watch, but how they all got together. Like... I guess I thought they all banded together. and like, we'll all go off on this oh, thing. But, right. you know, like Sam's, like, I forget exactly what it was. Again, I was like, I have a thing you can do for me. It's like, so you have to go take care of him. Yeah. And they just kind of, like, run into Mary and Pippin. And they're like, yeah. uh, we'll come back sure we'll this. go. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I just assumed. it's just like, all- <laughs> we'll all band together and go and right. do this. And it's just, like, kind of a – it was made me think of, like – it wasn't necessarily, like, a reverse get the band together, but just, like, a really – haphazard like get the band like it was like an ocean's love like let's get this guy this guy this guy it's just yeah. like whoever runs into us as we're walking is gonna come with right. us. I'm like oh, okay cool it's like we'll a, pick uh, up this
1: weird guy at the bar <laughs> <like>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever with,
0: but for me i went with uh basically the whole scene with uh Galad- galadriel is that right mm-hmm. am i saying that right yeah yeah uh mainly just like cate blanchett like i mm-hmm. just if she's in something i'm gonna be interested in it to say the least uh it did have like the weirdest effects scene yeah when she's oh, like yeah. you know doesn't hold up very well yeah, I But like, i still oh. dig it yeah yeah exactly i was like oh i, I think haunting. they would fix
1: this i, I guess that's one it. moment where like from what i i saw, did a little bit of research after watching it before we recorded and like in the in the book she's supposed to like in that moment look like beautiful beyond reason mm-hmm. but instead she looks in this we see it she looks like demonic which yeah. i think is like a departure from the book so i guess that's maybe one criticism Someone might have, but no, it's not. I still think it's I still think <laughs> no, it's really it's cool. I don't mean to yeah. step on your. No, no. I mean, that was there. pretty
0: much it. Yeah. I just liked, you know, giving the gifts. I like that. Like everyone there gets kind of that Huey glow when they're mm. around her, you know, like everyone has that. It's yeah. not just her. And it's just like, I assume like the influence or the impact. Um, and again, just like it's the Cate Blanchett of it all. It's like, oh, yeah. this is cool. I like this a lot. And mm-hmm. then I liked, um, Sam's line after he gets the rope is like, "Did you run out of daggers?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> oh, know.
1: Sam, you have no <laughs> idea how much you're gonna need that later. Neither do I. <laughs> hey. I we'll find out what the <laughs> ropes for.
0: But so yeah, that would be that would be mine. I did. I think my biggest laugh, you know, there's funny stuff in here, but the one that got me was when whatever uh, or that Legolas like eats that little corner of like the bread. Yeah. And it's like, one little bite will fill up a regular stomach for a day. And then, like Mary Pip like, how many did you eat? Like I have four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hobbits can eat, you know, so yeah, they're probably exactly. going to be all right. But yeah, <laughs> then it was pretty. There's there were a lot of moments in here that were funnier than I remember. I can't remember exactly what they were, but I was like, this movie actually. Yeah. I loved every moment when they're like
2: supposed to be discreet and like Frodo wakes up and they're like camping. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Camping, like, okay idiots <laughs> and I also like even the even like the more like snarky stuff like where Legolas is like I don't know making Boromir feel stupid about talking to the king of yeah. Gondor it's just funny yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah I loved it the mm-hmm. egos yeah and yeah same with like the dwarves and the like yeah like you know and just like saving him and grabbing his beer and, and like get, I think he's like a little offended but he's also like thanks for saving my
2: life. Yeah. You know, he's just like, <laughs> he like hates uh, elves, but he's never seen anyone hotter than, <laughs>
0: yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. Oh, I'm getting away so much. Uh, well, I mean, talking about all these people here, I think, you know, we come across movies every once in a while. It's like, it's perfect for an Apollonian. I think this is definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would argue this is one of the most evenly spread out casts. Like I know Frodo's our protagonist. That's who we're going with. But like we're not with him every minute, you know what I mean. It's not yeah. like Harry Potter. Bring that up again, but like we're with right. Harry a lot. But yeah. this one's like we're with Frodo, but like we're like we spend time with Boromir, we spend time with all these people. You know, it's not just Frodo. And I liked how spread out that was. Um, so yeah, for the Apollonia, who would you guys give it to? I
2: gotta say, I was not super familiar with Christopher Lee up until this movie and star wars mm-hmm. i've grown more familiar with his filmography and he's always an amazing bad guy yeah yeah had i known that the first time i saw this i probably would have been hooting and hollering
1: in the theater when he shows up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. high-fiving people like and oh just, like, shit saying, yes well yes. it's kind of a spoiler because we don't know if he's a bad guy at first but you so you would instantly know but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. i mean if you're the book you'd know too right. but you're just, like so stoked like i would
2: every time I see him, it's just like, this is so perfect. Yeah. Like, he is the <laughs> perfect role for
0: this. Him and Ian McKellen, they play off each other. Yeah. So oh, yeah it's unbelievable. It's like it two so powerhouses. Good. I think Chris Lee is like, the basis of James Bond or something like that. Like his uncle wrote it or something. Yeah, and he, was, exactly the, he was, was the, I think
2: in the first Bond movie, he was the first Bond bad guy. Really? Dr. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah.
0: So oh, like, he's like he,
2: no, he's the man with the golden. Yeah. I would have, have
0: no I, I know he has some ties. You know,
2: I, w- I wish oh, we had God. a
1: James Bond, Lord of the Rings fanatic that we could have. had on been <laughs> That would be great <laughs> if only he could have been here.
0: But the Balrog, you know, what you the Balrog, do? Balrog, Balrog. we can't. can't let, let The Balrog cast. pass. <laughs> we can't have that. So, <laughs> uh, what about you? Who's well,
1: gonna I'm going to go with another wizard. I want so much Gandalf. I want like I want a Gandalf Disney Plus series. I want. I love Gandalf so much. Like he is my favorite, like he's my favorite part about these movies for sure. I just love him so much. I like, I don't even know what else I can say about it. Like to me personally, it's like, there's not even a competition really. There's a lot of, I remember like I was a teenager when it came out. And so like most of the women and some of the men in my life were like in love with Mm -hmm. Orlando Bloom and Legolas. And I remember being like, I hate Legolas because I'm jealous of him. Like <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. girls to like me, and like I know, I know, I know <laughs> I'm more like I'm more Hobbit and or dwarf than I am like cool, <laughs> sexy elf. And that's I've come to terms with that now, and that's cool. I can own it. But Aragorn and and Legolas and like some of these other characters were mm-hmm. the ones that stood out to a lot of people, and obviously Frodo. But to me, it's like it's all about Gandalf. Yeah. He's just so cool. I love him so much, and seeing him cool. die for the first time. Fighting the Balrog, we get like one of my favorite lines in any movie of all time, the you shall not pass. I love it so much. I think yeah. about it all the time. You shall not pass! And watching him die like crushed me. Yeah. I was like, no, he's the best part of these movies. Like, How are they going to finish the training? I I honestly have, I, have, I had no idea.
0: They caught me off guard. I don't see that fire whip coming up yeah. at the end. I was like, oh fuck, what's gonna yeah. happen? Like and I think Because you think
1: like, oh, he's not gonna die, but like he's yeah, gone.
0: Yeah, he's at it. He out of falls
1: there. down that pit and he's gone.
0: And yeah. I think everyone's reaction to it really I, I guess gives the significance of Gandalf. You know, like everyone, totally. at least the hobbits like all like him. They're like soaked when he comes and stuff like that. But yeah, that was the interesting scene. It's like we've got to keep moving. It's like let them like give them a minute. It's like, no <laughs> man, we have yeah. to keep going. But like, and I
1: just I just um, love You know, the moment before we go into the minds of Moria, like Gandalf knows he's like, ah fuck, I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But if I can help it. But he's just like, but he's also like faithful to the timeline or the fate, like let the ring bearer decide. Like he knows, he knows they're going down there. But I just love his whole his whole ethos and I, I can't think of the word for it, but like his whole philosophy and the way that he just is like an agent of the, of what's happening, you know, like he's just going, he's just floating along in the breeze exactly as it's supposed to be. And he's, he knows everything, but also doesn't, he he can't see the future, but he also knows what's going to happen. I don't know. It's just like, He's just so cool. <laughs> I just yeah. fucking
0: love him so much. And we learned that about his personality at the beginning when he's like, wizard's never late yeah. or early. Precisely yeah. right. when he means to. Yeah. And exactly. I'm like, oh, okay, That's who this dude is. I'm and like, he's
1: so God, like, he just, time. he knows he can't tell Frodo everything. He mm-hmm. like, he's just, he know like I said, like, again, he just, he knows everything. But I guess I don't, I can't say he doesn't, I can't say he knows everything but nothing. But it's just I, the way that he lets everything happen as it needs to. Yeah while still having all the information, he knows exactly what information to give people and what not to give people. And he's just cool, man. He's just so cool. Dude knew what he was
0: doing. Love him so much. Um, mine is going to go to Boromir. Uh, just poor Sean Bean. Yeah. always having to die at the beginning yeah. of stuff. But <laughs> to me, it's another, I know he's not a bad guy, but it's like, it gives me the Joe Pantoliano, like from matrix where it's like, yeah, he made such an impact in the one movie that he was in. Totally. That it was just like, you remember him, you know what I mean? Like it's totally, I understand for different reasons, but it's like on a trilogy of this scale, like that continues on two more movies. I don't think he comes back, but like just to have that much of an impact at the beginning, I was like, that's cool, man. Like just being like super bought into it and stuff like that. Like I, I really enjoy Sean Bean a
1: lot. And a really cool redemption arc mm-hmm. like he's never like you said he's never really the bad guy he's sort of like the bad guy mcguffin yeah, you know, yeah you think yeah. like oh fuck he's gonna steal the ring and everything uh and he definitely you get the vibe that he's not really fully on board but everyone else wants to he's outnumbered yeah. so fine fuck it we'll help this hobbit go to mordor or whatever and at the end, like, you know, he he has his moment. He saved, total, totally redeems himself.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's Vigaborn? Is The Aragorn? Yeah, yeah. Like their little thing at the end, you know, he's like, I whatever, like I'll project the White City, is that what it's called? I yeah. So. I do not know what strength is in my blood, but I swear to you, I will not let the White City fall. Our people
1: fail.
0: I don't know Sean Bean for me just like maybe not like the most I don't know not not the most dramatic role or whatever in the movie but I think the fact that he had such an impact in this was like oh this is pretty rad. And
1: he has like a really cool last stand like Boromir's last stand like taking those giant arrows from that crazy orakai like yeah and I mean that that scene kind of is a meme in in and of itself I've seen it referenced like how many you know he just keeps Mm. taking arrows I could see like I could see there being like a not another teen movie style spoof I mean, yeah, where he just yeah. takes Arrow after. I mean it's like Throne of Blood right like, yeah I'm just gonna say it's, yeah it's like Throne of Blood and, and but it's but he just it, that's really a really cool moment for a character to have and it definitely stands out that's one scene that I always remember is that like battle in yeah.
2: the in the and woods it speaks to Sean Bean because he essentially he looks exactly the same with like he's in a fantasy story same like go Gar- yeah. and get up as Ned Stark but totally different characters <laughs> Yeah. and they're
1: completely distinguished from each other totally like you don't just see and be like oh that's ned stark it's like wait, totally wait a second in fact i have trouble i was like i had trouble seeing ned stark even yeah. though like because like you said he delivers his lines differently his like his, his aura demeanor's his demeanor is yeah. different. Yeah. Like, different like like i can't see the wisdom of ned there i just see the arrogance of boring, right. which is really cool
2: yeah for sure and just to set the record straight the man at the golden gun is christopher lee <laughs> the man with the golden gun okay but yeah. if you stopped earlier, you won't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and leave the hate comments <laughs> yes. again. The intern needs yeah. things to do.
0: Yeah, gotta kind of have stuff to do. <laughs> well, I think it's time for a first a three films pod first, which I'm excited about.
1: It's been long talked about. It's be, behind the scenes. This is a theme. Yeah, in the, pod. It's the first time it. we've discussed
0: yeah. it. Uh, but I think it's finally time to dig into it. Matt is properly garbed for this oh. segment. Oh. My word. <coughs> what, what happens to be <laughs> we're gonna do our first jill and hall of fame which i'm very excited about uh this is something that we've <laughs> kind of just come up with which is essentially like an emergency recast but it has to be one of the jill and halls you can pick maggie or jake throw them into this movie swap them out with somebody if you want to tell us why that's great but i'm just kind of curious so jill and hall of fame who are you putting in who are you taking out man
2: you know, thought about this, and I think both Jill and Halls could do a great job in several of these roles. Mm-hmm. And really, like, just like emergency recast, it's not that you want to recast anybody.
1: Right. No, you
2: have That's to. not that's not the conversation. Like, yes, we would we would not recast Christopher Lee or Ian McKellen or anybody, but we have to. We don't have a choice. We have a Jill and Hall. We have to pick one mm-hmm. um if there's only one role to fill. Um, uh, but uh Anyway, I, I thought long and hard about this, and I would love to see the leader of the Urukai orcs, Lurts, played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that showdown on the shore of the ri- the banks of the river. Yeah. I'd love to see her take in that sword from Boromir, or er, yeah. just, just, just call it,
0: just call it, it in. Yeah, sir.
1: It's, it's a pretty badass moment. It is, a, yeah. is super
0: awesome. I like that idea a lot. I think Maggie would definitely crush that. <laughs>
1: that'd be, yeah. That'd be hilarious. I would love that so much. <laughs> so I, t- until this moment, didn't know that character had a name.
0: So I, I didn't really, either, yeah. I, I like, just realized that that's Lertz. Lertz.
1: And I'll be honest, I had a hard time with this question. Um I couldn't, I, I I can't think of a real answer for this. And uh much in the same way, you know, Matt wants to make Maggie be Lertz, I was like, well, let's just make her be Gollum. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's just make it like, Maggie's gorgeous. I love her. She's great. And it's a complete, well, I don't know if it's a waste of her talents, the the voice acting that she would get to do and, and the, the way that she yeah. could walk around and stuff. But I just, it makes me laugh the most until yeah. Matt said Lertz and like, Damn it! That's so, cool. so you'd keep the CGI golem, but she'd she acting. would do the voice. Okay. She would do the mocap for it. The nice. mocap. She would do the mocap. She'd be the one, like you know, crawling around and stuff. And she, we get to hear her squeak out "Precious" all the time. I don't know. It's the only thing I could think of that made me laugh the most. Yeah. But yeah. then Matt said alerts, and that makes me laugh even more. So I don't know. Poor okay. Maggie. We're really giving her the runaround here. Oh, I think Maggie yeah. would have the time of her life being alerts. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I think so too. Watching out yeah. Andy Circus. I mean, <laughs> but it's like I don't know. I just like. I get Hall I don't, I was like, maybe he, or Jake would be fun as Frodo mm. or like Maggie might even be kind of fun as Gandalf. Like, yeah, yeah. or she could, she could replace Arwen. But like, I, I think Liv Tyler was like born to be Arwen. So mm. it's, I, it's a really hard movie to recast. I can't, I don't buy Jake as Aragorn yeah. all that much. I don't know. What did you, what did you pick here?
0: I mean, my earnest answer was, Jake is Legolas. Like I think it could be oh, kind of okay. interesting to see him. Oh, do Maggie
1: is Legolas could be but cool Maggie, too. Either I one, think yeah, would have,
0: would have been great. Um, but to go along with the theme of just like having fun, like I just want both of them to be Mary and Pippin. Yeah, I love <laughs> like, that I think so it'd be much. So right? To yeah. see them, like <laughs> bring, bring like, in them both. Yeah, yeah. Like, we know their familial dynamic, obviously. Like we see it a little bit in Donnie Darko.
1: You can go suck a fuck.
0: Oh, please tell me, Elizabeth. How exactly does one suck a fuck? You want me to tell you? Please tell me. We will
2: not have this at the dinner table. Stop.
0: But it's like let's just make them be buds yeah. and spend all their scenes together. That's the real answer. They'd be kind of fun. I love Marion Pippin.
1: I don't think they're replaceable, but that would be really fun.
0: Yeah, and I just like again, like I don't have the affinity for these movies that you guys do, so I don't have like the connection right. to Marion Pippin. So I'm just like. A- after my first watch they're the most expendable yeah, totally yeah. No, know, like
1: they're like a lot of fun but Sean it's like Vig- yeah
0: yeah you know
1: Vig- I can't, Vig- can't, Vig- can't. Vig- Morganstein
0: always sunny. Sunday just getting in my head
1: Vigo, if you're listening Vigo. to this podcast Dear Vig-
0: to please please come on we'll talk about yeah, Eastern Promises <laughs> um, yeah so that's what i would go with I, would, I would want both of them to be
2: married but I love I that
0: that'd be fun and then yeah I think it's time to wrap it up here with our Rushmore these are OR scrubs Oh, are they? Uh, We are doing our condensed combined Rushmore for sake of time. But I'm actually kind of liking these because it's kind of fun to have one built in, like just make a a solid Rushmore just for selection. So uh, what we're going to do is the best places to live, you know, kind of the movie universe as wide or as, you know, like specific as you want to be. Um, I specifically went with the Shire just because watching this and like and people go to New Zealand just to go see that, you know, what yeah. I mean? like it's beautiful. It looks so kind of it looks cool. Um, obviously, like Rivendell, there's other places that, you know, are beautiful. But I go with the Shire. I'm kind of curious to hear what your place would be, what in the, what movie universe uh, would be your selection. So, Matt, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I so I'm I'm a Star Wars guy. I don't I don't hide that. But I can't get excited about living on Tatooine. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> the sand is coarse. I hate it. It's, it's
0: everywhere. It's it <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I would actually choose to live in Toontown. Yeah. yeah. From Who Framed Rod Rabbit. Yeah. Hang out with all kinds of different cool IP. Maybe, I don't know. Deliver some pizza to Jessica Rabbit. Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. You just got to avoid the dip. That's, yeah. yeah now you're good to go. <laughs> oh, man. It's man up for my own heart. That's one of my favorites growing up. I
1: haven't seen that in so long.
0: Have you watched the new Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus? No, I
1: haven't. I think
0: they did a really good job. Yeah. Like, it's like I think it's an easy comparison to make. But <laughs> it's like, the spirit like, sequel, yeah. yeah okay. They did a really good job with this. Oh, it's
1: the same kind of thing, like live action yeah. animation mix? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's
0: pretty fun. I so. dig that.
1: I take it, like... I take it the, the mice or whatever are animated and then. Yeah. Else and
0: the, even then that's like, there's like an elevated level to that also, but then there's humans in it and huh. I don't know. There's so much. We'll cool stuff. To
1: watch For sure. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah. mice, right? Or are they like chipmunks? Just okay. Chipmunks,
0: okay. Yeah. Maybe a watch party. Who knows? Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, plus works watch party. for a while. Uh, so yeah. What would your selection be?
1: I had a hard time with this one, mainly for like what you were saying, like all of my f- favorite places, I'm like, I wouldn't want to actually live there. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like I'm really drawn. Like, so like the prancing pony is a great example. I want to go hang out there so bad, but I want like that town looks kind of miserable to live in. Mm -hmm. Like it's we see one night where it's rainy and whatever, Mm -hmm. but like in the same thing, like I was thinking like, I'm really drawn to like those scenes in pubs and movies where there's like an obvious community and there's like all this revelry and like, and it's, uh, you know, there's like a brotherhood there or mm-hmm. whatever, or a I guess you could say. And so like season two of the wire has a lot of that, but I wouldn't want to live in <laughs> Baltimore and the wire, but like, I want to go hang out. Like there's something appealing to me about like the dock workers and the bar they hang out with and that brotherhood and that just like that simple way of life. You know what I mean? Um like, I thought it'd be cool to live on the Milano with the guardians of the galaxy and yeah. fly around. Like there's all sorts of different places, but like I, I don't want to have to like fight aliens. I yeah, wouldn't exactly. want to like. I wouldn't want to live in Gotham, although <laughs> it looks cool and it seems like well, there's always something going on, a mm-hmm. lot like New York or whatever. But I don't know. So what I came down to is like I want to live. I just want to live in a Miyazaki mm-hmm. film, not yeah. necessarily Princess Mononoke, not necessarily more like the town that we see in like Howl's Moving Castle.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: Like, or even in Howl's Moving Castle itself, but just like. Any of those towns with the cool bridges and all the things, yeah, like, yeah. Um, or like, yeah, the the, the bathhouse and Spirited Away, yeah, mm-hmm. that place is like at. any of those places. Like, just I was, I just want to live in a Miyazaki
0: film. I think it's an awesome choice. A great pick. I think being in the castle would be awesome. Just the way that door works, yeah, too, totally. You go yeah. wherever you want. Right but then, yeah, yeah, that'd be super yeah, fun. Super cool. Um I went with. I mean, mine is kind of the same. I had the same thought as you guys did, because like. I went with Hogwarts because I think it'd be fun. Like, I love the Harry Potter franchise. I think it's like the fifth time I've mentioned it. (laughs) Like, what this episode. I think it's
1: funny because if the roles were reversed and we were doing Harry Potter, I would compare everything to Lord of the Rings. Every Uh, time you do it, I'm like, I get what I totally get it because I would do the same thing on the other end. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: totally makes sense. So, yeah, there is the you know qualifier of like, I don't want to do it when there's like a troll in the dungeon or when the yeah. more there or anything like that. Like, I don't want to like die, but like <laughs> the school itself, when they're setting up the movies and the, like the staircases are moving and yeah. the great hall dinners and stuff like that, like that stuff looks mm. super fun. It's amazing. I actually like with my girlfriend and we toured the actual place in London. And it's like amazing. It's so Rad. cool to like so go cool. see that stuff. So in happy times, like maybe, maybe after Harry Potter, like once he's, you know, taking care of Voldemort and stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll go there now. Like, yeah, that was the
1: hardest thing for me. I'm like, all these places, like, I'd have to, like, I don't know. Yeah, like,
0: it's crazy. Like, what parent still sends their kid to Hogwarts? Yeah. What? Wait, is that Potter kid there still? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Is Voldemort crazy? at large? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he want to destroy Hogwarts. <laughs> exactly. They're actively like, trying to. <laughs> send them somewhere else. Like, yeah, we can't do this. Um, so, yeah, that would be my pick just because, like, I love that world so much. But There's a lot of,
1: I mean, there's a lot of really cool like cinematic universes or mm-hmm. even just one off town. Like I mean, I was doing some reading, like some people were talking about like the fifth element or whatever. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Is that New York or LA or whatever?
0: It's, yeah. It's like a sky. It, like, yeah. up, like floating cars.
1: And like, and that stuff. does look pretty cool, but it also like, looks like it's kind of miserable to live there. Yeah.
0: You know like, what I mean? Blade runner. Like it looks cool. <laughs> totally. But it also yeah. looks yeah. miserable. <laughs> I'd rather just watch like it on TV. Yeah.
1: I'll let Harrison Ford deal with that. And this I'll is like,
0: how I want to enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, one that I liked that I thought would be interesting, again, in the right elements, is, like, Wakanda. Because, like, they have the coolest shit. Oh, that's a really, really good made, one. And, like, and they're protected. Like, everything oh, pre... Oh, that's really good. Whatever. They
1: don't have a Starbucks, though.
0: Pre, uh <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Or the Olympics. <laughs> but pre-Winter Soldier showing up. It's, right. like, when it was calm and it's just, like, let's just make cool shit. And yeah. Like, no one knows we're here. Like, that's a pretty rad place to be. We can ride these rhinos around and yeah. just, like, do stuff, so... That's a really good one. I'm it's curious so to see what they do for you know yeah. we'll find out later this year uh we did have some people send in some awesome answers as well um let's see leah defalco friend of yours is that right yeah yeah. yeah. She yeah, yeah. talked about the game of thrones Ooh. which is again a great selection you know like you could just ride a she
1: didn't specify where in game of yeah, thrones yeah. but she just wants to ride her horse everywhere and it wouldn't be weird for her oh, yeah, <laughs> to do that there.
0: yeah. <laughs> um Hopefully Sean Bean's still alive <laughs> when she was writing. Uh, Brian Silliman did Rivendell. You know, we got a few people here that, like, our prompt was about the Shire. But I think people actually just, like, there's so many cool places. in Lord of the Rings. Rivendell's a great pick.
1: For me, beautiful. It, yeah. it would be – I just, like – so This that was actually a question I was going to ask. But I decided not to. But I'm going to do it now anyways. Hmm. Like – do I know that there's no internet? (laughs) Like, do, am I aware of the internet in Rivendell? Like, I mean, I guess I could learn from the elves and gain their wisdom and their magic and marry Liv Tyler or something. That'd be cool. But like, I don't know. Like, I don't like Rivendell. I was like, I would want to hang out. I want to live in Rivendell for sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: But like, do I have TV? Can yeah. I play PlayStation? Is it the, I can can I watch the Jazz? Like, yeah. do, does does my memory of all those things go away? Am I the same amount of aware of the world that like Bilbo is? Like, what are the limitations here? Because that's that really changes my answer. Because if I have the same outlook on life or perspective on life or knowledge of the world around me that they have in this movie and like mm-hmm. Bilbo does then yeah, sure. Sign me up for Rivendell. It looks dope. Yeah. I would say once,
2: once you've made your choice, you're wiped from okay. knowing anything else. Okay.
1: That like, might, ch- eh, I'll still go cool. Miyazaki because like you said, that door can take me anywhere yeah, you from can go the wherever. castle, but Rivendell looks awesome. Yeah. I think <laughs> it, was, <laughs> yeah, it
0: was an awesome choice for yeah, sure. It was great. Uh, Adam from the diabolical podcast of the Shire is his retirement home, which like totally makes sense. On board with that a hundred percent. Uh, let's see. We had a couple other for Lord of the Rings stuff. Cameron from the green shirt podcast. says so a toss up between Shire and Rivendell. So yeah. like, maybe he can just go hang out with these other guys. Um, catching up on cinema pod sent in the village from my neighbor Totoro. That's so pick. that's a really, really good choice. All
2: the same reasons you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just like a cool place to be. Uh, Thomas Carter, Rochester. Who's who? going to be on here pretty soon, actually. Uh, we're doing another auction draft, so you'll see him soon. Uh, but he chose a galaxy far, far away, even though he'd probably end up as a peasant on Tatooine. And I was like, listen, man, you just got to be careful for the two sons. You yeah, know, yeah. like there's a couple people I saw get burnt up at their house, so I don't know if it's <laughs> to do the sons or what. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Leah from She Will Rock You, Naboo, pre-Phantom Menace. Um, I think maybe she just wants to get in on the pod racing, just, like, set it up and do all that. Uh, let's He's see what else. Pick. Yeah. A lot of gungans. A lot of gungans. A lot of gungans. <laughs> watch out for those. Uh, Jesse from Recasted Pods had dropped me with Hagrid in a canoe on my way to Hogwarts, so I'll be hanging out with you guys. Jimmy from Two Guys One Crime said the M Night Shyamalan like universe, which I think to me totally makes sense. It's a very cinematic place, so I'm I'm totally on board with that and. Although Ethan didn't answer, I just assume he's just gonna go wherever Jake is. You know, wherever Mysterio's, <laughs> Mysterio's gonna is. be. Yeah, yeah, that's where he wants to be. If it's like six one six or whatever. Whatever you know, world so. Mysterio's Never created. That's right. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks to you guys for sending those in. Those were awesome. Um, do we have any final thoughts on Fellowship of the Ring that we haven't covered? I just want to shout out Andy Circus. I don't think we talked about him too much. I know we joked yeah. about Maggie, but like, I feel like we'll get more of him later. But it's, like, pretty really cool might. to see, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what he did.
2: So, obviously, this is adapted from a book. Um, so, it's unfair to to put it in the same category as Star Wars. But I feel like this is one of the best, like, setups to a trilogy out there. Yeah. And even though they already, like, the books had already been written, like, the, the second. I mean, this is adapting one novel. So, obviously, there was a sequel novel. But, like, this sets up so much but at
1: the same time, being its own thing in such a great way. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never forget the first time. Like, I don't know if I knew it was going to be a trilogy. I don't really knew, remember what I knew going in. But when it ended, I was like, you got to be fucking <laughs> I was so mad, but I was so, I loved it so much. But I just wanted to know what happened, right? It was yeah. perfect because I was like, you had, you had me. Like, I already bought my ticket for the next movie,
0: right? Yeah, like, yeah 100%.
2: Well, just, I feel like it's immediately re- rewatchable. Like I could watch it again. And like you said, like, you don't want to watch it too many times. Like you don't want to burn through it. But like I watched three hours of it and I'm not sick of it. Like, yeah,
1: I could watch it again right now. Totally. A hundred percent. I almost, I almost threw on two towers on the next, I watched this on Saturday. I was going to watch two towers on Sunday. Like, no, save it. But that's the power it has for me. I'm like, i just Want to keep going,
0: that's how I felt after that last shot because I'm however you felt. I guess that first time seeing it I was just like, now what? <laughs> you yeah, know? it's like totally. cuts to black. Like, what's gonna happen? So,
1: oh, I did have a, next week's. I team did team. have a question for both of you which character, not necessarily your favorite, but which one do you think you identify with most? Oh, like, wow. which one do you think, like, is like for me, I'm, I've always thought it was Gimli. I'm like, I'm Gimli, like, I'm yeah, short and yeah. I'm squat and I'm getting, but like. The more I watch it, I'm like, oh, I'm for sure a hobbit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. all they do is hang out in their village and like like drink beer, hang out, and smoke <laughs> weed. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty rad. Like the, the old i like, I don't want to go on the adventure. I mean, I'm down. Like, yeah, I love adventures, true. but like I'm I'm just mainly stoked at stopping at the Prancing Pony, hanging out with the elves in Rivendell. Like all the stuff in between is like, you know, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. But I'm like, for sure a hobbit. <laughs> <That totally laughs> like, <makes> sense, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like
2: i I identify with the warrior, you know, dating an elf babe and like king inherit king heir side of Aragorn. Yeah, but I do identify with the imposter syndrome side of it. Okay, probably. So like from an emotional place, I feel like I probably identify most with with Aragorn. Okay, but none of the other like cool stuff that he has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: all the I mean, bad that he has. Oh come on! Be nice <laughs> to my friend Matt. Don't say that about yourself.
0: Uh, I kind of feel like, I mean, I guess maybe Hugo Weaving, where it's just like, Man I'm not going to go. Like, yeah, I hate men. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I'm not going to go on this adventure with yeah. you. Here's some coats. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. fun, you know, but like. Get out of my house. I'm, yeah, it's like, Wait, please leave. This Look.
1: isn't like, you are an existential threat to my entire world. <laughs> yeah. Look what you love might. you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah you really screwing up the vibe, so I need to leave. He, uh,
1: he has... So we talk about this being a meme movie, right? Yeah. He also has, like, the... One of the best they say the title of the movie in the movie mm-hmm. moments. I will call you the fellow... That whole speech, like... Yeah, yeah, He just nailed, like, you can't tell me that's not a real elf in a real world somewhere. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Like
0: and again, like, just coming off of Matrix where it's like, oh, he's Agent Smith. Like, that's who he is. Then coming here, same as... Um, you know, Sean Bean from Game of Thrones. Like, no, this is... Yeah. I, you know, I understand we're describing acting, but, like, you get these things where it's still, like, I'll see Daniel Radcliffe and something. It's still... He's Harry Potter for the first little bit, but then, you know, it's Swiss Iron Man or it's whatever, you know. But this one, like, he just totally transcends. Yeah. They got
2: uh, Elrond
1: to play Hugo Weaving. <laughs> I don't
0: know how they did it. Yeah. yeah. I just... And that, that
1: moment, just, like, that's another one for me. It's, like, the, you know, this is the farthest I've been away from home moment and then and you shall be known as the Fellowship. Of the, and I, you know, the Fellowship fails essentially, yeah. but it's just like that moment you just like, and the music, like you talked about, like you, it, I just get swollen with with, yeah. with like excitement sure. and just like, it's like a, like an emotional moment. It's like, fuck, yes, <laughs> yeah. the Fellowship right yeah. there. Look at all these people banding together, and, you know, yeah, all these
2: yeah. creatures and I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's cool cause he's like kind of a dick, but he's like still a good guy. Yeah, yeah so yeah,
0: cool. unquestionably
1: a good guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I guess it's, yeah, it's kind of it's like I like mean, I'm supportive of you guys. I'm, just, like, I'm not going.
1: He's like, look, I fought this guy I'm once going. already. It's <laughs> yeah. your turn. Like, you yeah. already blew this one. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> yeah, I mean, But, oh, no. but he's we're also gonna... like kind of
2: endearing towards Aragorn. Too. Yeah, like yeah, you could tell he's he respects hates men, him. but. Also, like, he likes this one man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that going on here. Even though his
2: great great grandfather blew it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh And just a clarification from our Matrix episode Smart Weaving is his niece, not his daughter. Mm. Uh, he spoke incorrectly, but I forget. You know, it's still pretty awesome. But yeah, that was, I loved it. I loved that conversation. I really am stoked that we watched this movie I'm excited to move on to Two Towers next. And I don't know, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, Thank you all for joining us. Again, you can find us anywhere at Three Films Pod. Listen, to what you think of this movie. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And we'll see you next week. If we were to draw a graph of my process, of my method, something like this. So Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Action! Wizard, you shall not pass! Cut! Sit here sit sit
1: Okay. You see?